The following is a sermon that was preached at Good News Lutheran Church in Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. It was preached on Sunday, January 12, 2020, on the basis of Acts 10, verses 34 through 40. For more information or to view our entire sermon library, visit goodnewslc.org. Thank you for listening. I have something to tell you. There is a rumor going around about you. If you had a, a coworker or a classmate or a friend who came up to you and said that, I'm guessing that you would instantly assume that they were delivering bad news. And sure, it's very likely that that rumor could be, in fact, a, a bad thing. Maybe it's a rumor that you did something that you didn't actually do or said something that you didn't actually say. Maybe it's a rumor that you have a crush on someone that you don't really care for all that much. Maybe it's a rumor that in spite of the fact that you are 24 years old, you still need a nightlight and a teddy bear in order to fall asleep at night. But when you think about it, it is just as likely that a rumor could be a good thing. Maybe it's a rumor that you got the promotion at work. Maybe it's a rumor that you and your spouse are expecting a child. Maybe it's a rumor that you have been selected for a top-secret NASA mission to send the first human beings to the planet Mars. Just because a rumor is going on around, going around about you doesn't mean you know exactly what that rumor is. It could be bad, but it could be good. It could be false, but it could be true. In fact, that word rumor comes from a Latin word that simply means noise. And noise is sort of neutral. If someone says that they've heard a noise, you, you kind of need to know what sort of noise that was. If there's a rumor going on, going around about you, you kind of need to get to the bottom of what exactly that rumor is. You can probably figure out that I, I didn't actually hear a rumor about any of you, and yet in a very real way, there is all kinds of noise in the air about each and every one of us. Just think about all the different places where that noise might be coming from. There's, first of all, the things that you think and say about yourself. There's all the stuff that other people think and say about you. And then, of course, there's all the stuff that you assume other people are thinking and saying about you. All kinds of noise. And, of course, some of it might be good. Some of it might be bad. Some of it might be false. Some of it might be true. It sort of leaves us with this task of figuring out if the rumor is true, of getting to the bottom of all of that noise, of figuring out, out of all that noise about us, what is the truth? Who is the real us? And even once we've come up with an answer to that question, is that an us that we are happy with? Thankfully, even though there's already a lot of noise in the air about us, God wants to chime in too. We're in the middle of this series that's entitled Let There Be Light. We're looking at some of the, the different ways in which God shines his light into our hearts and lives, enabling us to see life as he wants us to see it. And today we're going to see that the light that God gives us helps us see us as God sees us. And specifically how God does that through this event, through this act called baptism. God, lots, God likes to make a lot of noise at baptism. You heard how he did that at the baptism of Jesus. He also did that when you were baptized. At your baptism, God made a lot of noise about you out loud for people to hear. Today we're going to see what that noise is. We're going to see whether it was good or bad. And maybe most importantly, we're going to see whether 
the noise that God made at your baptism was true or false. That's sort of the task that is in front of us, because as we look at these verses from Acts chapter 10 today, we're going to see that at your baptism, God started a rumor about you. That's really what's going on in these verses from Acts chapter 10. There's a rumor that's been going around. In these verses, one of Jesus' disciples, the one named Peter, is at the house of a man named Cornelius. Cornelius was one of those people that we talked about in church last week. He was one of those Gentiles. In other words, Cornelius was an outsider. Cornelius didn't have a front row seat to see all of the things that Jesus had done and said while he walked the earth. Cornelius had only heard about those things. And the very first thing Peter does as he talks with Cornelius is he wants to address those rumors. Peter says this, You know what has happened. Literally, Peter is saying, you know the word that has gone out. You know the noise that has been going around throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached. In other words, as soon as Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River by John, just like you heard in today's gospel, there were rumors that started going around about Jesus, rumors that God himself had started. You heard how that happened. As Jesus came up out of the water, God said, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. And God caused the Holy Spirit to descend on Jesus in the form of a dove. And so Peter is saying that as soon as that happened, these these rumors started spreading. The rumors that this guy named Jesus from this small town called Nazareth, that he was actually the chosen one. He was God's Messiah. Rumors that this Jesus had gone around Galilee and Judea, doing all kinds of miraculous things, healing people of their diseases and driving out demons, that Jesus did all of these things because of the fact that God was with him. Those are the rumors that Cornelius had heard, rumors that Peter wants to help him sort out and figure out whether or not they're actually true. Before we get to Peter's response, We need to also realize that Jesus' baptism was not the last time God started a rumor. He did the very same thing at your baptism. When you were baptized, it wasn't just that something was happening to you. There was a whole lot of noise that was being made about you. It starts with the words of baptism themselves. As that water was being applied to you, these words were heard. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In other words, God is saying at a baptism, yes, I know that this child's name is Steve. Yes, I know that her name is Sally. Yes, I know that she belongs to a family with the last name Jones. But right here, right now, I am giving this child a new name. I am putting my name on him. I am making her my child. I am making her an heir of eternal life. There's even more noise that God made at your baptism. At your baptism, God declared that all of your sins were washed away. They had all been forgiven. At your baptism, God declared that you were all wrapped up, completely enveloped in absolute perfection, as if in a perfectly white robe. The perfection of Jesus surrounded you. At your baptism, God declared that you were an heir of eternal life. And yes, at your baptism, just like he did at Jesus, baptism, God sent his Holy Spirit down 
on you. He sent his Holy Spirit into your heart to give you faith and to live in your heart all the days of your life. What a rumor. God started about you at your baptism. God loves making noise. God loves starting rumors at baptism. And at your baptism, that's the rumor God started about you. Something that seems too good to be true. Something that seems as incredible as all of the rumors that were circling around about this guy named Jesus of Nazareth being the Messiah, these rumors that Cornelius had heard. Those are the rumors. God started at your baptism, the most wonderful rumor that has ever been started about you. Which again brings us back to that question, is it really true? We're going to get there, but before we do, I want you to realize just how important, just how valuable that rumor God started at your baptism can be and ought to be in your life. As I mentioned before, God's voice isn't the only one in the air when it comes to you and who you are. There's a lot of other noise floating around too. There's what you think and say about yourself, what others think and say about you, and what you assume other people are thinking and saying about you. And deep down inside of us, there is this inescapable desire, a need even, for that noise that we hear about ourselves, for that noise to be good. Recently, I was reading a little bit about a psychological phenomenon called confabulation. Confabulation is where a person has certain gaps in their memory, things that they have forgotten for any number of reasons. And when that happens, one of the things that a human brain can do is it can automatically and even subconsciously just start making stuff up, just start fabricating stuff even though none of it is true. One of the things that can cause this to happen is when the left side of a person's brain and the right side of a person's brain aren't communicating properly with one another. You maybe know that different tasks that we carry out as human beings are relegated to, to different sides of our brain sometimes. And so the right side of your brain is capable of causing you to move, to do things. But it's only the left side of your brain that can interpret those actions, explain those actions, and put the explanation for those actions into words. So when those two sides of your brain are not communicating with each other, some funny things can happen. Psychologists have done experiments where they were able to stimulate the right side of a person's brain to cause them to stand up out of the chair that they are sitting in and to start walking down a long hallway. They could cause the person to do that. Their right brain was causing it to happen. But because the right brain couldn't tell the left brain about that, the left side of the brain had no idea why this was going on. But the really interesting thing was that when the person was asked, why did you get up out of your chair? Why did you start walking down the hallway? Rather than admitting that they simply had no idea, the left side of their brain just made something up. Yeah, I was walking down the hallway to the vending machine to get a Coke, the person would say. Whether or not you've ever experienced this thing called confabulation, maybe you can relate. This deep need, this obsession, really, to feel as though our actions have an explanation, to feel as though the things that we do and say are warranted to justify the way that we act and the way that we live. And in our pursuit of that desire, we do all kinds of things. We first of all try and, and amplify all the good things about us. We take the, the picture-perfect side of our life and we parade it out there for the entire public to see. We then take the embarrassing and the shameful sides of our life, and of course we try and keep those as, as hidden as we possibly can. And yes, maybe even at times when there are gaps, when explanations are lacking, maybe even 
we just start making stuff up. It's an amazing propaganda campaign that we are engaged in, right? To try and and justify our behavior, to explain our actions, to convince ourselves and others that the things we do and the way that we live, that it's all warranted. So let me ask, how's it going? With all of that noise in the air, noise that is all about you, are you happy with what you hear? When you hear what your friends say, what your boss says, what your spouse says, what your kids say, when you hear what you tell yourself those people are all thinking and saying, are you happy with what you hear? Is it all music to your ears? Or is it more like the the sound of screeching down a chalkboard, the kind of sound that makes your spine tingle a little bit and makes you want to escape? In spite of all of our best efforts, I'm not sure any of it really is all that successful. So realize, realize the benefit and the value of this noise that God makes about you, of this rumor that he starts. God's noise fills in all of those gaps, the things that he says about you. God says things about you that completely drown out all of the the shameful and embarrassing aspects of your life so that you don't have to live a life that is a total lie. God says things about you that are so wonderful and so fantastic that you are set free from this constant parade of self-promotion that so much of our world is engaged in. That's the wonderful blessing that this rumor that God has started about you in your baptism can provide. So now again, we we get back to the question, the all-important question, is it really true? That's why Peter was there at the house of this guy named Cornelius to talk to him that day. And here's what Peter said. We are witnesses of everything that Jesus did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a cross, but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. So Peter is saying, Cornelius, you you heard about everything that Jesus did, but we saw it. We saw all the miracles that he performed. We saw all of the good things that he did. And maybe, Cornelius, you also heard another rumor about Jesus. Maybe you heard that he died on the cross. And if that were, in fact, true, then it would seem as though all of the other rumors would, would maybe be false. If Jesus was dead, then all of the rumors about him would be dead, too. But then Peter said, three days later, God raised him from the dead. And guess what, Cornelius? We saw that, too. At his baptism, God had started all of these rumors about Jesus, but it was Jesus' resurrection from the dead that ultimately proved each and every one of those rumors was true. And it's a good thing that it did, because that resurrection also gives us guarantee and proof that the rumors God has started about us in our baptism are also true. Even when it seems as as though they are false. Even when it is difficult for us to let God's voice be the last voice that we hear. God tells us that we're his children in baptism. Children often resemble their parents, don't they? So if we're really God's children, wouldn't it make sense that we kind of look and act a little bit more like a child of God? God tells us that we are holy and perfect in our baptism. What about all those sins 
that no matter how hard we try, we just can't seem to shake? What about all of those, those opportunities that we have to go around doing good, those opportunities that come to our, our doorstep every single day and, and so often we just let them pass us by? God tells us that we are his child and heir, that we will live for all eternity in the, in the mansion that he has prepared for us, that we will live forever. I don't know if cancer got the message. I don't know if dementia heard. I don't know if any number of tragedies got the memo because we look at our lives and so often the opposite seems to be the case. It sure sounds nice that God says all these wonderful things about us in baptism. But when we hit the instant replay button on our lives, when we're lying there at night, restless, unable to fall asleep with thoughts of guilt and anxiety and worry swirling through our heads, when we stand there at the side of a loved one who is sick or who eventually dies, those rumors that sound so nice seem to be false. Don't believe it for a second. Yes, we are still waiting for the proof in our case that this rumor God has started about us is true. But in the case of Jesus, that proof has already been given in his resurrection from the dead. Proof that what God said about him at his baptism was actually true. That gives us the ultimate assurance that we can let God's voice about us be the last voice, that all of this noise that he makes about us in our baptism will one day be validated, will one day be seen as true. One day, even though we are still waiting, our proof will come. Proof in our own resurrection from the dead. Proof in an eternal life in this wonderful home of our adopted father. Proof in the fact that one day all of the things that cause us to feel guilty and be embarrassed and feel ashamed, those will all be stripped away and we will be able to live in the perfection for which God created us. Yes, we are still waiting for that proof, but rest assured that proof will come. Friends, at your baptism, God started a rumor about you. But Jesus' resurrection is proof that God doesn't just start rumors. He finishes them too. Amen.